Tools for Spiritual Growth Chapter 2 Live, Learn, and Love the Bible All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 through 17. The Bible is boring, I concluded. I was about 10 years old, had some reverence for the Bible, and decided I should read it, from Genesis to the maps in the back. I didn't get very far. I was almost proud of my progress until I almost crashed into chapter 5, a boring genealogical record. However, being a sequential person who hadn't learned when to skip or skim while reading, I struggled my way through, verse by verse. But then in chapter 10, I hit another genealogical record. At that point, I gave up on the Old Testament. At least I'd read the New Testament, when I thought. Surely it would be more interesting. But the New Testament begins with a genealogical record. Though somewhat ashamed of my lack of spirituality and commitment, I gave up on reading the Bible. Based on my unfair sampling, I decided it was not very user-friendly. Then when I was 12, one of my younger brothers died. I began to think much more seriously about the meaning of life and about life after death. Looking back on it, I see how God gradually used that painful memory to begin to turn my life around. The Real Turning Point But I didn't read the Bible until I was forced to. A required one-semester university course for engineering students was Survey of the Bible. We were assigned to read a wide variety of sections throughout the Bible. That opened my eyes. I was fascinated and amazed at much of what I read. I learned many impressive things about the Bible, including how it ranks right up at the top among mankind's greatest works of literature. Even in secular writing, the Bible is quoted knowingly and unknowingly far more than any other book. Also, I came to appreciate the meaning of Judeo-Christian heritage, the profound influence the Bible has had on Western civilization. Today, one can buy whole books of quotes from many of America's founding fathers stating their strong belief in the Bible. That class was the great turning point in my life. I soon began eagerly studying the Bible. I was discovering how valid and valuable the scriptures are, how reliable and relevant they prove to everyday life. My perspective on everything changed, and changed for the better. Above all, I was not only learning about God, I was coming to know God in a very real and personal way. From then on, when I read the Bible, it was God talking to me. At the same time, I was studying lots of science and math. It became clear to me that every detail in the universe is the result of perfect planning, engineering, and construction. It could not have happened by accident. I figured that if the Bible is from God, it too must be absolutely perfect. I set out to prove whether this is so. Indeed, God has revealed himself in two ways. His words, the Bible, and his works, the creation we see around us. Compare Psalm 19, verses 1 through 4, and Romans 1, verse 20. The Maker's Instruction Manual Of all the earth's creatures, it's obvious that human beings are unique. 
We have magnificent minds with amazing intellectual capacities. Human minds also have spiritual potential and a hunger for spirituality. This is not surprising once we learn God created man in his own image. In the image of God himself, to have an intimate relationship with him. Genesis 1 verse 27. All physical life forms are governed mainly by instinct, except for human beings. We need a roadmap, a guidebook for life, or else our intellectual and spiritual interests will go in the wrong directions. It makes no sense that God would create his masterpiece and then leave us alone in the dark while we're here. God indeed did give us his revelation of what we need to know, but could not learn on our own. It is this handbook for life that we call the Bible. The English word Bible is derived from the Greek word biblion, meaning books. The Bible is a collection of what we now have as 66 books, 39 in the Old Testament and 27 in the New. These were composed by about 40 writers with different writing styles living in 10 nations over about 1,500 years. However, miracle of miracles, in spite of the Bible's great diversity, there is astounding unity. It is consistent and coherent all the way through. How could that be? It is because God inspired and directed every writer. Thus, the real author behind the scenes was always God. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. So the Bible is also one book. It is the book, the book of books. Many religions claim to have a sacred book, but the Holy Bible is exactly that, God's book. It is divine revelation to man, and therefore the literal and actual word of God. It is complete, and God warns in the Old and New Testaments not to add or take away from it. Deuteronomy 4, verse 2, 12, verse 32, and Revelation 22, verses 18 through 19. In fact, the Bible even gives us myriad first-person quotes from God that are introduced by such phrases as, Thus says the Lord. One Bible in two parts. Ironically, many Christians ignore the Old Testament for being irrelevant, while most Jews reject the New Testament. But both views are wrong. Together, the two Testaments constitute the written Word of God. The New Testament cannot be properly understood without a foundational knowledge of the Old, and the Old Testament must be understood in the light of the New. They complement and complete each other. Jesus Christ and the writers of the New Testament repeatedly quoted from the Hebrew scriptures we call the Old Testament. For many years, they were the only scriptures the early Christian church had. These scriptures, as amplified by Jesus' own statements, were the basis for Christian teachings and practices. Later, by the time the Apostle Peter wrote his second epistle, some parts of what became the New Testament were being accepted as scriptures. See 2 Peter 3, verse 16. Many people erroneously believe that during his ministry, Jesus Christ criticized the Pharisees and other Jews for teaching and living by the Old Testament. Not so. Jesus scolded them for not living by the Scriptures. It was as if they had not read the Scriptures, because Jesus repeatedly asked, Have you not read? 
Jesus also said, All too well you reject the commandments of God, that you may keep your tradition. Mark 7, verse 9, see verses 5 through 13. Today, Judaism is much the same. Plus, most of Christianity also favors human religious tradition over the Bible. And many of those traditions are in conflict with the Bible. What comes from God is perfect. The original Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek text of the Bible were infallible, although no human translation of those is perfect. The Bible is true. And it is truth. The ultimate truth. John 17, verse 17. The Bible should serve as a foundation for all areas of knowledge. Harmony with the Bible is the ultimate filter, or test of truth. If any idea or theory is in conflict with the Bible, it cannot be correct. The Bible is especially necessary for understanding the absolutes of life, such as what is good and what is evil. Notice this emphatic statement by the Apostle Paul. But this I confess to you, that according to the way, which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. Acts 24, verse 14. True Christianity was called the way, for it is a way of life, not just a belief. For it is a way of life, not just a belief. And the law of the prophets here is a reference to what we call the Old Testament. So Paul said he believed all things in the Old Testament. Many Christians today don't believe everything in the New Testament, much less the Old Testament. In today's world, the tragic trend is toward disbelief in and apathy toward the Bible. Christianity is increasingly disconnected from the Bible. Most professing Christians don't even read the Bible, and even fewer obey its teachings. Many of the beliefs and practices that they assume come from the Bible, in fact, do not. Many people avoid reading the Bible, and some even hate it, because they know or suspect that it will correct them from sins and other habits they are not willing to give up. We are increasingly bombarded with skepticism and attacks against Christianity, especially Bible-based beliefs. Some claim only the uneducated would hold such beliefs. As Jude 18 notes, there will be mockers as the end of this age of human misrule under Satan draws near. All of this can be quite confusing and intimidating. This is where you need courage. Be much more concerned about what God thinks than what any man thinks. Don't rely on someone else to tell you what the Bible says. Read it for yourself. Swim upstream. Be among the few who choose the narrow gate that leads to life, not the many who choose the easy, broad gate that leads to destruction. Matthew 7, verse 13 through 14. Keep this in mind. Noah preached the truth all the time he was building the ark, but only eight people believed and were saved from the flood. 2 Peter 2, verse 5. But his church began with only 120 disciples. Jesus Christ preached to multitudes for a few years, but his church began with only 120 disciples. Acts 1, verse 15. Be among the few who listen well and go do the right thing. The Bible is the good news. The message of Jesus Christ and the apostles was called the gospel. 
The word gospel comes from the Old English godspell, meaning good news. But good news of what? Most Christians could not tell you exactly. The message was more fully referred to as the gospel of the kingdom of God. Mark 1 verse 14. Christ, we must realize, preached the good news about his future return to establish the kingdom of God on earth and how human beings can become part of that eternal kingdom and family of God. It truly is a message of hope for all mankind. Romans 15 verse 4. We may think of the gospel as being relayed only to the New Testament, yet this message is also found throughout the Old. Indeed, all of the Bible is interrelated, so in one sense the gospel is the entire Bible. Scripture has a great deal of bad news about this present evil age, Galatians 1 verse 4. But the long-range news is wonderful and very hopeful a soon-coming new world under the reign of Jesus Christ. Keys to Understanding the Bible How can you get the most out of reading and studying the Bible? Following are some important keys. Take time, make time, out of your busy schedule to devote to daily Bible reading. Make it a priority. Many great and successful men and women have been dedicated daily Bible readers. Even some U.S. presidents follow this practice while occupying that enormous important office. If they could make time for daily Bible reading, if they could fit that in, why can't you? Reflect and think deeply about what you've read and consider how you will apply those lessons in your life. You cannot make a better investment of your time. For understanding, pray for God's help. Ask and it will be given unto you. Matthew 7 verse 7. Prayer, the subject of the previous chapter, and Bible study go hand in hand. Be sure to take advantage of human and technical resources. When an Ethiopian official was reading the book of Isaiah, Philip asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? The man responded, How can I, unless someone guides me? Acts 8, verses 26 through 31. It helps tremendously to have Bible teachers show you where to look for answers to life's important questions. So we invite you to ask for help from the United Church of God as well. We offer many free resources that are crucial for gaining a foundation of biblical understanding. See, How to Read, Study, and Understand the Bible, an inset within this booklet. Note that the Bible can be understood on many levels. A person with no interest in God can read through the Bible and gain much understanding of history, his story, human relationships, and other subjects. Scripture is full of great wisdom, but to understand the Bible on a deeply spiritual level requires the reader to meet some important conditions. One key is a humble, teachable attitude, being receptive and responsive to God's instructions. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments. Psalm 111, verse 10. To really comprehend God's Word requires us to have an attitude of deep reverence for Him and submission to His authority. God blesses readers with understanding when they show that they are willing to apply and obey what they learn. In Luke 4, verse 4, Jesus quoted from the Old Testament saying, 
Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. See Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. Consider the significance of this statement. It should first be observed that the purpose of God's word is for us to live by. Secondly, this is what strengthens and sustains us spiritually, as bread does physically. Third, we should have an inquiring mind, hungering for God's word. Fourth, Jesus include every word of God, not just some of the words of God. Fifth, how can we live by the words of God if we have not read them? Sixth, you are what you eat. Ingesting the words of God can make us increasingly godly. Even children can gain a remarkable understanding of the Bible, partly because they tend to have humble, teachable attitudes. Also remember that God's thoughts are infinitely higher than our human thoughts. Isaiah 55 verses 9 through 11. God's Spirit is essential to ever-deepening understanding of spiritual truth and the power to live by that truth. Later in this booklet, we will discuss the wonderful process of obtaining the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Bible, Priceless God's revelation of how He will bring human beings into the kingdom of God is a treasure, the pearl of great price. Matthew 13, verses 44 through 46. See also Proverbs 3, verses 13 through 18. It is worth every sacrifice. God wants us to dig and seek and search with our whole hearts to enter His kingdom. One definition of disciple is student. So God would have us all become students of Jesus Christ. Blow the dust off your Bible then. Open your Bible and open your heart to listen to what God has to tell you. Bible reading is profitable for many reasons. 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 through 17. The Berean believers were called noble because they searched the scriptures daily, making sure that what was being preached to them conformed to its teachings. Acts 17 verse 11, King James Version. Bible study is a serious matter. The only reliable security we have in this life is God. If we don't hear today, we can be gone tomorrow. What really matters is life after death. For that, we must become disciples and doers of the word. James 1 verses 21 through 25. And any sacrifices we make in this life are tiny in comparison to the glorious everlasting life God is offering us. Romans 8 verse 18. The longest chapter in the Bible is Psalm 119. How fitting that it's an extensive love song praising God for His word and His laws. The writer said, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Verse 105. May His word be a light to your path. Be enthusiastic and passionate for God's word. Immerse yourself in it. With increasing understanding comes increasing satisfaction and enjoyment. Try it. You'll like it. Psalm 34, verse 8. And it will transform your life. The following verse from Revelation 1, verse 3, applies directly to the book of Revelation. But it is true for the entire Bible. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear, understand, the word of this prophecy, and keep, obey, those things which are written in it, for the time is near.
Thanks for listening to Learn, Live, and Love the Bible, Chapter 2 of Tools for Spiritual Growth. For the rest of this booklet, please visit ucg.org.